BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Talk, a no facts, all feelings wrestling podcast on the Social Suplex Network. I'm Allie. I'm Ann. And I'm Leah. How's everyone doing on Leap Day? Did you Whoa. get visited by Leap Day, Day Williams? <laughs> <laughs> it should be March, but it's not. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. <laughs> Thank you, I Dirty Rock. <laughs> someone linked to the that insane Ask a Manager where the someone's birthday was on Leap Day and their manager refused oh God, to right. give them the day off that everyone else got for their birthday because they didn't have a birthday that year. They only got it on their actual birthday. And it was like, <laughs> that was, sorry, I, read it, totally I was like, forgot this about is that. still the craziest thing I've ever heard in my life. And they were like, why free is my employee being bucks. such Damn a it. baby? We missed, we missed Leap Day. Free idea for the Young Bucks, but they missed it already. Oh, man. <laughs> what a bummer. Whose kayfabe birthday should be Leap Day? Oh my god, I don't know, but it would be it would be so funny for the Bucks to be like, oh, you don't get a birthday banner. Uh, well, I guess it is a leap year, so it wouldn't work. <laughs> you don't get do a birthday year. banner because it's you don't have a birthday this year. <laughs> you don't get a pizza party. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to a leap, a leap a leap baby birthday this weekend. Oh, I'm excited okay. to see what you know what their tradi- traditions are. How the old leap, are they? The leap day babies. Well. I think he's turning like eight or something. Okay, that's nice. No, that's not. That can't be right because. Did yeah, you buy him eight, a, eight? I think eight. it's eight. Buy him a little Lego set. Not yet, new, but that's a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> I probably rummage through my. I'm at that age where now you have kind of a you kind of have kind of a present bin. So hmm. at the last minute before a lot of events, you go rummage through the present bin to see like <laughs> what do we got that we could regift. <laughs> Pull a little candle out of there, a little uh, little bath bomb. You know. The only problem with the present bin really is that my memory is so bad that sometimes I'll pull something out and be like, could I get this to this person? And then be like, did I get it from that person? <laughs> so hard to say. Yeah. You got to really start leaving post-it notes to yourself That's and be like, so That's smart. where did I acquire this scarf? <laughs> that is right. That's a good point, Leah. I'm going to take that under advisement. Uh, any news from the week? Anything you want to share about your about your weeks and your lives, your hopes, your fears, your dreams? It was quite warm here, so I got to sit outside in the sun on the weekend, which was okay, pretty well, exciting. That's my <laughs> that's my final four. You know, that's <laughs> you where I to say to me right now. 
I'm, I'm so never going to see warmth again. Move south. God. Yeah, Leah, move south. I We did get that warm weather, but then it went away. It got cold again. And then today, I thought it was 20 degrees outside because all morning my toes were going numb. And I, I'm putting on socks and slippers, and it's not that normal for me. It happens sometimes, usually in only one toe. Are you guys loving this story? But yeah. it's happening on all different. It was like musical toes. Every time one toe came back to life, another toe went numb. I was like, wow. must be 20 degrees out there. Were, would the toes be like next to each other or would it just be like no, one totally toe on one different. foot? One toe, the... yeah, they're <laughs> popping all over the place like little um, wow, like a whack-a-mole prairie dogs, yeah. Mm. Uh, and then I went outside and I got in the car to go on an errand I can't get into right now, <laughs> and um, I looked at the temperature and it was fifty degrees out. And then my big toe went numb on my errand and didn't come back to life for an hour, so yeah. I'm dying. Were they cold to the touch when you touched them or? Well, I didn't touch them. I was driving, Anne. Well, <laughs> it didn't sound like you were driving the whole time your toes were numb. Well, I wasn't touching them then either, but because uh, I'm in, I've had them in my socks and in my slippies. But sure. I, usually sure. I have only one toe that does this and it does go to- cold to the touch and it is like Raynaud's or whatever. I mean, that's like oh, how it yeah, kind yeah. of manifests. Mm-hmm. But it's usually only the one and only sometimes. This was very extreme, but it was 50 hmm. degrees out. So. I don't know uh, what to do with sometimes that. your body just gets stressed, you know? Yeah. This is kind of like a medical condition podcast now. If anyone else <laughs> wants to share, you know, what their body's been up to this week or. Hasn't been good. Tell you that. Yeah. Amen, no. sister. <laughs> no. I've given up well, sleeping. That's like a little. Oh, Leah, you did something little... crazy this week. Yeah. Did you sleep better last night? Like, did you catch I... up? No, no. I. <laughs> I don't love to hear that. It's kind of a zag there. (laughs) (laughs) Don't love to hear that at all. I underslept for a normal night, but I would like, I'd slept two and a half hours the night before. So I really needed like a solid like nine. And I think I got six, which is. Listeners, she woke up for the day at 1.30. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. I fell asleep at like 11 and woke up at 1.30 and was just like, no matter what I did, I was wide fucking asleep. And the night before I had trouble (laughs) sleeping and I'd taken melatonin and was like incredibly groggy and fucked up so i didn't want to take melatonin again but i didn't know that what was going to happen that i just wouldn't sleep so now you know my you know my hot melatonin tip i know not everyone doesn't work for everyone just take one little milligram i know i don't have it works great for me actually that was a good tip i know i need to take a um i need to buy a smaller like dosage because i bought the stupid um dissolvable tablets so i can't like really Mm -hmm. cut Cut it in half because it just crumbles. Oh, I just crumbles. take little nipples. Yeah, it crumbles. Little nipples out of them. <laughs> you it don't crumbles. like that? You don't well, like crumbles? Yeah, they crumble. Then they're in there crumby. You just eat a little like bit. No, I don't like that at nipple. all. You can get a one milligram dosage for children, but yeah. I haven't done it because they are charging as much for 31 milligram pills as they're charging actually a little more as they are for 35 milligram pills. And I think that that is fucked up. <laughs> so I've refused wow. to do it and I just nibble my little pills. Now I feel like a sucker because I did buy the children's melatonin after you told me the one milligram works better. Well, I look, I've almost done it quite a few times. I'm not, I don't think it's a great aspect of my character really that I'm like, <laughs> no, I'm just going to keep 
having a little tub full of melatonin. (laughs) Every night I reach in there, I rummage around to try and find a little remainder that looks approximately the right size. And I sip some some bad. I don't think it's amazing, Anne. I think it's probably better that you just bought the one milligram dosage. You're right. I did it for my dignity, so that's that's worth the cash for me. But I am glad to hear that you that you found that effective. It was impressive. Yeah, I was startled, but I don't take it very often. But yeah. This is because readers, I, I just read a study about how actually most mili- most melatonin dosages that you get for adults are high, so high that they cause the side effects that people don't like about melatonin. And you really only need a teeny little bit to send you off to dreamland. <laughs> <laughs> and now I kind of feel like I own that study because I'm so proud of the fact <laughs> We're giving out so many scientific studies on this. We're talking about dopamine from cold showers. We're talking about melatonin dosage. Maybe we should all bring a little science fun fact every week and just open the show with that. That would be really fun. You know, I was thinking that, you know, when we did... when we did what's making me happy this week and mm-hmm. sometimes i got a little you two would look at me like i don't want to do that this week but then we had such fun discussions <laughs> based on it that i think the time could be coming to bring back a little when a did little what's making me happy year. this week what month once did we, we did it during the summer yeah. we did it during the summer but is it like we hit the equinox and like once the days are longer than the nights we're in what's making what's me happy making territory me happy? maybe so just chew on it. Leah's looking Something at me like, I don't it. like when I have to say, but you had great, <laughs> didn't you bring great things that were making you happy to the pod? And didn't we have robust, fascinating discussions about them? <laughs> I'm sure we did. Name one thing that I brought to the pod. Something fun, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember what I brought to the pod, Leah. I just know that we enjoyed it. And I think it could be coming back soon. Wouldn't that be fun? Wouldn't that be fun? We kind of you like a summer camp activities director vibe right now, and I honestly I love it. I could use some activities directing in my See? life. I think. Thank you, Anne. Anne is loving this, and yeah. Leah, you're going to be loving it too. I'm putting it on the schedule next week. <laughs> <laughs> Unilateral decision making. When it's can in the we schedule. Wait until the temperature is over sixty. I can't be doing that. It's not even spring yet. Nothing's can making wait. me so happy. We can wait ma- till nothing's June. making you happy. I don't it's think that's cold. true. I don't Supernatural think, okay, check-in. About... Did you finish Supernatural? No, oh, no, because now everybody wants to watch it with me because it's the last season. <laughs> and so now I have to like rearrange everybody's schedules. So now I'm watching Riverdale. <laughs> <laughs> are we waiting? Well, no. Listen, it was just a rough week. We're going to be finishing Supernatural this coming week. That's going to make you so happy. It's going to make be, you really happy. She's literally trying to leave the pod right now. <laughs> She's gotten out of her seat. She's I didn't fix off. my chair. I would like to finish Supernatural. I would like to. Yeah, we're going to. It's good to accomplish we're going a goal. To. I'm also like really menstruating, so I'm like, like I'm, I'm not sleeping, and my insides are like ripping out. So I'm just like, well, nothing's ever made me happy ever. In the winter, we should do what's making me sad this week. <laughs> oh my what god! What is the saddest feeling that you encountered this week? <laughs> and that's how it we would got be good it. for us. We that's how. Do it. It. We lose all of our listeners. Uh, yeah, because it would just be like, welcome to therapy. I had a rough one yesterday, which I did. And then I had a rough one again today. But you know what? I'm I'm still here. So medication yeah. is not working. That's right. I'm still 
here. Hell yeah. That's the inspiration that this podcast brings you every week. We show up even when it's been a rough week in wrestling or in our lives or both. We sure, we put out a podcast. Is it coherent? Is it good? Who knows? But we sure put it out. (laughs) I, you know what? I think it's good because we always end it happier than we started. That's right. What, what other metric are we supposed to use? Mm. Other people's enjoyment? No, our enjoyment, <laughs> our health, our minds, our bodies. Okay, you want to talk about wrestling? Yeah. We, we well, better. you don't have a choice. You didn't <laughs> really jump to say yes either. <laughs> okay, so the structure today, I did just take all of the revolution matches that we know about, and uh, we're going to go through storyline by storyline and just check in on what we think might happen on Sunday, and we won't have been jossed because it will have come out hours before the the yeah. pay per view yeah. starts. Yeah. Love so a Sunday pay per view. If you're listening, if you're listening to the pod on Sunday morning, we have so many possibilities ahead of us. If you're listening to this pod uh, on Monday, don't make fun don't of us. Don't talk too to us. <laughs> no one can make fun of us because we're not even going to commit that hard. To, we've learned our lesson. We don't yeah. commit <laughs> that hard to anything. Okay, we are going to start by talking about this week's debut, which was Will Ospreay at Dynamite in Huntsville, Alabama. Uh, Will Ospreay, he came out in this little green tracksuit, and then he called himself Kermit the Frog. He said, I look like (laughs) Kermit the Frog. Immediately, I'm on board. He (laughs) beamed around at the crowd. He embraced Tony Schiavone so energetically. He told us all how very happy he is to be here. And then uh, I believe he said... I've been, you know, I'm affiliated with the Don Callis family, and that's been going great. Don Callis's music drops. Callis family comes out and really brings the tone down a little. Uh, <laughs> Don monologued uh, while getting booed vigorously by the crowd. Osprey made a series of faces that were kind of like, okay, <laughs> something's going on here. Takesha and Osprey had a little tug of war over their let's have a good game handshake and they will fight at revolution, but don't worry all is well in the callous family. Uh, what'd you guys think of this, uh, this introduction to Osprey in AEW? I get so mad when people do like the very bad faith, like casual wrestling fans don't need to be pandered to. They don't need 20 minute packages. If they could Google it, if they get like confused or whatever. And I'm always like, but like you don't that's not the only option like you can do Mm -hmm. other things to introduce people and i thought that this was like a perfect way like we all know who will osprey is now because we've been watching for a couple years but if we were brand new fans he walked in he told us that he came from new japan (laughs) that he's new to the company he gave us a little idea of his vibe and then they brought out don Callis and did enough of a back and forth that you're like oh, I see exactly what's going to happen here. You're on Don Callis' side for now, but not for long. So now you're established. Like, I figured out where you are in the company. Like, yeah. if we were brand new fans, we would have understood so much more than we've ever fucking understood about Samoa Joe. I mean, absolutely. <laughs> and honestly, I have no quibbles, really, with Osprey's presentation at AEW before, like the times that yeah. we've met him. But if this had been our first introduction we immediately would have been like, I like that man who said he's yes. Kermit the Frog. <laughs> yes. He instantly was like, this is who I am. This is who I'm affiliated with. This is why you should like me. Okay. Done. Yeah. Yeah. And I think 
I probably have said it before with debuts, but it's like them interacting with someone else mm. usually gives me so much more of a sense of their personality yeah. than if you gave me like a video package rundown on like their career elsewhere and what belts they've yeah. had or whatever. So, right. and, and Osprey's vibe was so like some people come in and they're not <laughs> giving so me funny. a lot, but his vibe, honestly, it was not what I expected from him at all. Having no. seen him before because it was like drunk girl in the bathroom. Like he's here to have fun. Like he's so happy. It was kind of wild. Like yeah. I loved it. I was always, kind of just neutral on Osprey. I mean, I enjoy watching him wrestle, but I don't have like a strong attachment to him, but I was like loving this energy. <laughs> I was literally obsessed with when Dol- when Don Callis came into the ring, the crowd starts booing and Osprey looked around at the crowd like, oh <laughs> shit, what the fuck? <laughs> and the vibe was so like... You made a you made a friend at summer camp, and then you started at the same school in September, mm-hmm. and you're like, "Oh fuck, you're a loser." <laughs> That's yeah. not gonna work for me, bro. That's 100%. not gonna work for me. <laughs> I've never been at a show that Don Callis came out at, but I've heard so many people say that the heat is unreal. That like the whole crowd is like booing in unison, and I wonder if uh, Osprey was a little taken aback, where he's like, "I heard that he was." He got booed, but this is, <laughs> this is a yeah. lot. I can't hear myself think anymore. Yeah. Yeah. It was kind of funny, though, because he came in with, like, such an energetic, happy energy. And he was, like, and the crowd's going crazy. Everyone's so psyched to see him. And then he's like, yeah, and when I was here, I totally beat Orange Cassidy. And he said it, like, and it was an applause line. And the crowd was kind of like, yeah, wait, no, I don't like that. And then he was like, and I beat Kenny. And everybody was like, no, 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 I don't. I like Kenny. I don't like this. So uh, it was kind of, like, an interesting little like not 100% sure what you're doing but it's pretty funny (laughs) it was funny it kind of interacts with some other thoughts I've just been having this week about like well you know yeah ultimately at the end of the day wrestling is about beating another man up and you do have to be able to I guess keep referring to that even though in my mind I'm like oh don't say that you beat that man that people like up but I don't think that was very coherent I also (laughs) thought it was I was like should he have said that I don't know but it was kind of it kind of went fine because again he just seemed like he'd been doing tequila shots with everybody right before when he like when drunk girls sometimes say things that are like a little yeah. bit offensive to you but like their energy is so happy yeah, that you're fine. like okay sure they're when still he picking said, you up in the bathroom <laughs> when he held out his arms to Tony Schiavone and was like come here <laughs> losing it <laughs> it was very funny it was very fun uh I, I don't know I just immediately felt so uh pretty kindly towards him and I agree Leah like I was like okay yeah this is good I mean I already knew that that's kind of what was probably going to be going on with him but I thought it was a very good little establishing vignette and obviously I do think that that match uh, at Revolution is going to slap oh it's going to be great it's gonna oh be, yeah ooh. Ooh, I think the men are going to really be, mm. yeah, (laughs) Yeah. getting it done. As I like to say, Mm, they're going to get it done. I think they're going to get it done. They're going to get it done. I like, I agree that like, I don't know that. I guess I wasn't like the most polished thing to bring up all the people he's beaten AW, but like, I also saw a lot of people worried about like, whether he was a pure enough baby face and like, you know, whether it made sense to keep him with Don Callis. And I'm like, but they were telegraphing a lot of things in that. And like, yeah, it's okay yeah. to like start a story and like, you're like, 
oh, like this is not this is like this is not a situation where he's gonna stay with Don Callis. Like, I don't know. I just kind of was like, it's okay if he tells me a little story right away. Like, yeah. And honestly, yeah. the story of like, I thought I liked Don, but then I got here and I was like, oh, this isn't a good situation for me. Like, it's a pretty funny story. <laughs> Especially if he takes Kyle Fletcher with him, because like, that's going to be so funny if he's like, Kyle, we got to get out of here. And honestly, like something happens, needs to happen internally with the Callis family because like it's really not working lately. Like, I love Don Callis and I, I love like watching him, but it's like. Takeshita is just like a minion at this point, and I don't think it's been like very I, good for him. So yeah, I, don't, I mean, I don't know what you do when you have a manager who's a very, very good manager, but then the wrestlers like can't like are not talkers. Like it's yeah. like because like the manager is like he's never going to be able to wrestle in that way. Like I don't know. Yeah, it's just it's although uh, who knows? Didn't who was it? Was was it Rich that told us that like? You never know. Don Callis could get back in the ring. Oh yeah, someone did. Yeah, he was like, I think it was Rich. Yeah, it was. I mean, I was, I was gonna say it's like obviously some of the problems with the whole Don Callis thing is it's like it was Don Callis and Kenny as a central yeah. relationship, central tension was like so interesting and then some strange stuff happened with it where it's like i don't know how well anyone was doing and then kenny of course had his diverticulitis and you know we've whatever we're off the rails completely i thought it was quite interesting and i liked it very much for don Callis to be saying things like will by god osprey of course what he used to say about mr omega it's very fun to continue playing with that like i replaced you with a younger model right yeah Yeah, I I wish they'd done more of that, like with Takeshita or someone where it was like if they could if he could just integrate his minions better into the storyline he's telling that has matches with other wrestlers, which I mean, it seems like he probably would do with Osprey better just based on this promo alone. So so that'd be good. (laughs) It would have been so funny if Don Callis had taken Takeshita and been like, "Okay, you need to find a lover. A golden lover. <laughs> that would have been amazing. Yeah. We are retracing Kenny's career. Pick a man and make him your lover. Yeah. Should should Don Callis have acted like Takeshita Will Osprey was a match that he'd made and that he was like, I've imported this man to be your golden lover. He is, oh he's got God. golden Those beautiful curls. golden. Yeah. Curls. yeah that so would be say I got you a golden lover. Yeah, start dressing more yeah. like Kenny. <laughs> <laughs> he just starts bringing gear in. Yeah, <laughs> that would be so funny and so creepy. Like that would really work. Yeah. Really, really creepy. <laughs> wow. And then if well, he, they had a feud with on. Kenny, like Kenny comes back and Kenny's trying to rescue his little now clones of himself that are being <laughs> manipulated by Don Callis, given given various powders to drink that they don't know what they are. Yeah. <laughs> Why didn't somebody call a hotline about that? But MJF did that blowjob promo, and the, 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 there was that funny goof going around about, like, oh, the police were getting calls about it. It's like, somebody should have called about the powders. Yeah. Somebody should have called and said, this man gave a boy powders. <laughs> Unknown origin. <laughs> well, I think we got to move on. I don't think we can talk about that. Oh, who's going who's gonna to win, do you think? I assume Will Ospreay, but I mean, yeah. kind of, I kind of do too. Yeah. 
Yeah, kind of sucks for Takeshi, I guess. But uh, yeah, but hopefully it'll lead to some some tensions within the little family. And it does seem good. like this is this is the this is what they need to get that storyline rolling again because it has just yeah. kind of been on ice. So for sure, they could swerve us, and Will Osprey could take Takeshi away with him. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I would love that. He could, they could go be golden lovers golden somewhere lover. else. Yeah, <laughs> he could say, "I don't want to be." Oh my god, it is. It's an arranged marriage, but then they fall mm. in love. He says, yeah. "I don't want to yeah. marry you because your evil father uncle <laughs> is making me. I want to marry you because I love you, and I want us <laughs> to get away from him. I don't think that he is cool or chill. Yeah. I don't like his vibes." <laughs> I bruh. love picturing him saying that in his accent and just being like, bro, like bro, we, we should get married for ourselves, bro. Oh, my God. Oh, get out of here, innit? <laughs> we can't get into doing accents on this podcast, but no. I have to say Will Osprey makes it very hard to resist the urge. All right. So sorry. So sorry to all of our listeners in the united kingdom um <laughs> let's move on to talking about some of our favorite guys fdr fdr <laughs> fought shane taylor and lee moriarty on collision and won uh afterwards they cut a little in-ring promo just to build a little heat with the bcc cash called them a couple of cockroaches and then dad <laughs> said if you are the king if this is your castle to be a king you gotta kill a king Okay, I didn't hear it, to be quite honest. I only read it in the recap, but I thought I have some edits for you. <coughs> Mox and Claudio also cut a promo calling themselves the elite of the elite and accusing FTR of wanting to live in the past. Very funny and Ooh. true. Good work, mm-hmm. boys. Mm-hmm. Also on Collision, Brian Danielson fought Jun Akiyama in order to beat Eddie Kingston's hero. Um, and Eddie was on commentary for the match. Uh, Danielson pinned Akiyama, shook his hand, uh, and then flipped Eddie off. And Akiyama was insulted. He was like, that's very unchill, which it was. (laughs) So he slapped Danielson. And then Danielson was like, no, 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 I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Shake my hand again. And then he yambagged Akiyama. (laughs) So Kingston jumped in the ring. And uh, thank you so much to All Elite Wrestling. He grounded and pounded Danielson. (laughs) Uh, Malay, Malay, FTR, sprint to the ring to even up the odds for Kingston. Do you think that makes sense, girls? <laughs> no, they're fucking clout vampires. They clout are. They just vampires. They're just running around backstage being like, who is more over than us that we could run out to for no reason? Oh and they was... did not get much of a pop when they ran no. out. What was my, my term I came up with? Shine miners. Shine miners. Shine yeah. miners. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was crazy. Someone, I think someone pointed out online that didn't that Mark Briscoe got beaten up on the same episode or a recent episode. And they didn't <laughs> Did come he? to save him, but they came out. To, it's just like, yeah, no, Mark, they, they only want to come for the beginning and the end of a show. Like, I get it. Mark Briscoe <laughs> cannot do anything for them, so therefore, and I wish that this was. I wish that they would make this like kayfabe. Like, I wish that they ever that would, would be good, play yeah. with their characterizations because it would be so fun for someone to call that out and be like, "You came out to save Eddie because you know that people fucking love Eddie and that you could get yeah. something off this, but you let Mark Briscoe fucking die because you knew that it would do nothing for you to save Mark Briscoe." So, so um, yeah, um. Yeah, I think it's it is so annoying to think about like FTR does lots of stuff that if it were kayfabe and 
like they were playing with the idea of like this is maybe not a great character trait that we have it would actually be quite interesting Mm -hmm. and i would enjoy watching it but again they're very committed to being the good guys and not ever i mean what do you say they get insulted and not like visibly insulted when you just say (laughs) all of your promos sound the same you know, like, that is <laughs> yeah. the one thing that people are allowed to ding them for. And it's very clear that they have to grit their teeth and be like, yep, that's what they're allowed to say. <laughs> what am I supposed to do? Not talk about my family? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Um, okay. So then, so then they're in the Malay. So then on Dynamite, we get BCC uh, versus Eddie and FTR fighting together, which whatever in a match uh that ran 22 minutes for some reason since in my opinion sucked ass from a wrestling standpoint i hated watching this and it's like i do it was difficult because i'm like i like i like bcc i like i love eddie i love eddie and then ftr are there but they it was the whole structure of this match was so bizarre to me where for some reason every time I looked at the screen. It, I only saw Dax doing stuff. Dax was doing fucking everything in this match. I don't know. Well, it's like, am I crazy? I was so bored. FTR matches are insanely boring. And it's like, I don't know enough to be able to like intelligently be like, here are why, like why yeah. your move sequences don't have urgency to get me invested in this. But it's like, they're all so long and they're not, and they feel long, you know, like other matches can be long and I'm like, having a great time but these ones are always like my god why am i watching dax for 30 minutes again this one for some reason was especially oh go ahead no i just i straight up went like did some dishes and fed the cats (laughs) and like made tea and i like came back and i was like expecting to be like well into the next match and i was like this is still going it's crazy. I mean, yeah. I liked it, I think, more than you did, Ali, just because, like, the to me, the Eddie parts were really good. Yeah. Like, he was bringing a lot of, like, yeah. intensity with, like, Mox and with Claudio and with Danielson. So it was like, whenever Eddie was in there, I was having a blast. And then Dax would tag in, and I was like, Ugh. Yeah. I don't know. I wish that I, I wish that I was better at watching a match and being able to express, like, this is what I saw and therefore why I think it was objectively bad or whatever but there were just so many moments where and i don't have this problem with with the bcc almost ever especially because it's like they love to fight so they show up and they bring energy to like almost everything they do even if i'm not super into the story or even super into the match i'm like yeah it was like a fight it was a real fight and they fought even they couldn't seem to overcome the like malaise that was that was uh, like all over the oh hi share that was all over this match there were so many segments where i was just like is anyone moving if they did that that like (laughs) synchronized sequence where they got in pairs and they were all fighting and which is fine i don't i like synchronized stuff it's not i don't have a problem with that except that i was looking around and i was like there's no movement like they just look like they're slow dancing they're just (laughs) it's just like kind of awkward slow dancing no one's doing anything i don't there was something about the choreography of the match that i didn't that didn't sit right with me yeah, it's interesting. It just seems like FTR has bad chemistry with like so many teams that usually like can work with anybody. And it's like, are they just like so inflexible? Like they've always got to wrestle like their style and their match or they're, they're like not creative enough to like do something interesting. I don't know. But yeah, 
I don't know, but call us generational haters because <laughs> we are. <laughs> that's what we are, baby. So um, okay, well, this match ended uh, via ref stoppage after Danielson, quote, trapped Eddie in a triangle sleeper. Can someone explain to me, did it, when he trapped him in the triangle sleeper, did he go to sleep? Did he get knocked out? And that's why yeah. the ref stops? Okay, yeah. that is right. Okay, good. Yeah, I think they do the thing where they, like, raise their hand, and if the hand slaps down... Oh, yes. Okay. Plop. Yes. Okay, perfect. Um, Great. So, oh, Eddie and Mox did have a little fight segment. That was great. That woke me up. They cupped each other's heads like that. I mean, Eddie just always, like, manages to stare at people with so much, like, emotional intensity, and then, yeah, when they were cupping the backs of each other's heads and stuff, it's just, like, I could really do with getting deeper into, like, another Eddie Mox situation here, because it's, like, here Mox is teamed with, like, Eddie's two biggest enemies, you know? It's just, like, it's rough when your husband, like, shacks up with people you hate. I know, but it's funny because it's been happening for so long and there were a number of moments where I think we were like, oh, this is going to turn into a real feud. And it is pretty fun that instead they were just like, no, we just fucking fight each other like men and then we love each other. And I think all the time about that (laughs) shot from All In where they've slammed each other into the table. They're both bleeding and they're both flipping each other (laughs) off and then they just left together. I'm like, that is love. That's love and that's what I want to see between men in wrestling. When someone screenshotted that, them like on top of each other, flipping each other off and said, I want what they have. It's just like, yeah, Yeah. that's right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, BCC versus FTR. Who is winning at Revolution, in your opinion? I can't believe I'm in a place where I'm going to root for the BCC. (laughs) (laughs) Leah. Leah, generational hater of both Yeah. And Danielson hater. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm in quite a bad mood with Danielson right now, but... Uh, for, for kayfabe reasons, so he's doing a good. He's doing his job very well right now. But who do you think BCC FTR? Got to choose BCC better. I'm gonna be rip shit if FTR wins. If FTR wins, I'm gonna lose my fucking. Mo- I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be that that football meme guy breaks his TV or whatever. I won't break my TV. <laughs> I've had it for a long time, so I'll keep it. But and what do you want to see from the men afterwards? Uh, I want FTR to go away and me not see them they anymore. go to that big cage in the sky. <laughs> they can go to collision and stay there. Like as long as Dax isn't spending 30 minutes of dynamite every single week, boring you the shit out of me. There's the first so match on dynamite. So long. Why? There's so many people that I would love to be given 20 to 30 minute matches. And mm-hmm. instead these fuckers are getting them. Like, are you I kidding know. me? Sorry, I need to know what the, pro- why, how are they getting them? What is the, what's the backstage chitter chatter that's leading Tony Khan, the man himself to be like, yeah, go out there and have another 30 minutes. Why not? <laughs> Enjoy. I- it's like Tony's had so many like injuries or unexpected illnesses or whatever the last two weeks that he just like has walked out of his office and like who's standing right there right up against the door it's Dax and he's like fine I I have 30 minutes to fill just pick somebody and go out there (laughs) I do think it is not to not to be a it's coattail riding right now as we've already mentioned because it's like Tony love when mocks open so if you're feuding with mocks you get to open and then I, you know, it's like they're just, they're not editing their work. So, of course, the, it's always just like, yeah, cram it all in there. 20 minutes. This is going to be an A-plus essay. No, I'm grading it. I gave it an F. I hated it. You're going to yeah. summer school. 
<laughs> Honestly, like a lot of these guys like should realize that often like doing well with a small amount of time is better because it's like MJF really floundered because mm-hmm. he had too much time in the show that dragged mm-hmm. things down. And I think Dax, it's the same thing. If he was having a 15 minute match, maybe I'd be like, oh, parts of this were good. Or at least I wouldn't be like, I mean, I'd, I'd still hate him and I'd still be furious. <laughs> There's honestly not yeah. much he could do, but it wouldn't be so no, bad. Well, it's just I like, I think you've raised a good point. Yeah. Bigger's it's, not I better, mean, boys. It's escalated to a grudge match, right? Like they're all very furious at each other. For what? Like you know what yeah. you know what For Eddie's what? mad no. about. Like Eddie's no problem. Right. And you yeah. know that like Mox and Claudio are just love to do a violence. But I'm like, why is why are Dax and Cash like rip shit mad? Why are they gr- like, yeah. uh, well, like the original what... the original thing for the feud, wasn't it just that Mox and Claudio were like, Who loves to fight? Yeah. yeah, and they ran out, but they were so mad when they ran out. It was yeah. just like, this doesn't make sense. Well, when Dax, when they cut the Cockroach King promo, the, <laughs> I read some of the other texts of the promo. And so Dax was being like, you didn't think that anybody was worthy of fighting you or something like that. And you're always like going around disrespecting people backstage and like, cause you don't think we're worth enough. Cause you think you're the King. So I have to beat the King to be the King. And it's like, what? So you can disrespect people. Like the logic here is it's like consider democracy, dude. You're just as bad as the guy that you're trying to decapitate. That's so, that's an interesting little promo though, because it is like Dax's raging insecurity is what makes him unpleasant to watch, and I it is like <laughs> he doesn't want to dismantle the system; he just wants Mm-mm. to replace Mox no. in the system. Amen, right. sister. Yep. But then I also was just like, that's not even. I don't even. It's difficult because I'm like, well, that's not what the BCC are though. It's yeah. like they're like, you should fight us. Because they will respect people. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I think that yeah. maybe they've tried to, like, the BCC has tried to heel turn a little more at various points, like, and not respect people. But ultimately, it's very difficult for them to maintain that characterization because you watch Mox wrestle and you're just like, yeah, if you wrestle good, yeah. I mean, he does their respect last, you. That's right, their, simple, simple as that. Their mm-hmm. last big feud was with the elite, and that's how that ended, is that they gained the elite's yeah. respect. So I'm like... Yeah, of course, like, if you just yeah. did a normal, like, violence match, the fucking elite wouldn't respect you, so. Yeah, like, Daniels so is again, being I believable d- as a bully, but, like, Mox oh, is, he is not yeah. at all. Yeah, yeah. or Claudio. Well, yeah. and, it, like, it's actually consistent that, like, Brand- Danielson, for whatever reason, does not think that Eddie is doing the violence that he's capable of, right? It's, like, isn't mm. that, like, the root yeah. of Danielson's whole thing? So he's saying, like, I don't respect Eddie because he won't reach the heights that I know he's capable of. I, although, yeah. you know, his cause and effect is kind of insane because he's like, so I'll murder him. <laughs> instead. Yeah. <laughs> instead he really hates like, when people don't live up to their potential. Yeah. Just, yeah. 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 I would kind of, you know, it's kind of a thing where you're like, at this point, I think Eddie kind of has lived up to his potential, his potential <laughs> Brian Danielson. So I think your real issue is, is deeper seated and it's something different, but yeah, I, I again, I think it's like FTR just like, we should be the bullies. We should be the yeah. big boys in charge. Everyone right should how to us, but sometimes they how to you, and we don't like that. It's like, fuck off. I don't yeah. know. It's like, I know that sometimes you're describing something, and you're like, yeah, I know this is a lot of wrestling, but some people do it enjoyably, and other people <clears> don't. <throat> I don't know what to yeah. tell you, you know, yeah. <laughs> at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then who do you think's winning Eddie versus Danielson? 
Okay, Sarah said today that she thought Danielson was gonna win, and it's honestly, it it's honestly upsetting. devastated me because I didn't, <laughs> I didn't think about it. I did, I for, did not for a moment think Danielson was gonna win, and now I'm nervous and scared. I've yeah. worried about it, but I don't think that he should. I mean, I think the problem is kind of that Eddie has done some stuff recently where it's like he's leaning into the mad king bit it's like if danielson beat him again that would send him down a dark path like stuff like that and i'm just like honestly i'd kind of rather see brian danielson go down a dark path at this point which i and i think it would lead to more interesting uh storylines because if danielson went really bonko that could implode Mm -hmm. the bcc and i think it would be fun to implode the bcc at this point so for a lot of reasons including my own enjoyment and love of eddie i think danielson must lose and he must be forced to give a handshake or refuse to give the handshake and Mm. be a man of dishonor yeah yeah for him and honestly like when danielson lost to eddie one time in the the connie he like really spiraled after that one so it's like he lost him the second time yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I would like Connie. to see it. And I think I it would be very sexy if he refused to give the handshake and, yeah. like, you know, freaked out and left. I'm like, I don't, I fundamentally don't believe that Mox would respect that. I think that would no. cause major yeah. problems in that faction. Because yeah. remember when Mox lost to Eddie and it was just like, fuck, you did it. Like, yeah. he loved, when, he loved yeah. when someone fight good. And he had a great fight, and he's a tired dog. I would, yeah. I would, I would just would love like, to see him be like, it's fucked up that you, that you didn't give him the respect that he earned from you. Yeah. yeah. When Eddie yeah. won that Yummy. handshake, and it was an agreement, and then Brian Danielson, yeah, disrespects and Eddie be, and dishonors his own promise, it's not acceptable. And it would be such a good moment for Eddie, too, because Mox, I mean, Mox tried to keep the peace, fundamentally he's been choosing the bcc so for him mm-hmm. to have a moment where he was like no i'm on eddie's side about this this yeah this was fucked up like that would be really good it would be good yeah oh, God. i mean i guess the other thing the thing that's going on like you know behind the scenes right is that danielson's gonna stop full-time wrestling at, at around all in is that right i think so. so presumably whatever's gonna happen here like a lot of consideration is like, what is the final leg of your full-time wrestling career going to look like? What are, what big match are we building towards? Or, you know, it's like, are you going to go out like a good guy or bad guy or like that kind of stuff? Mm -hmm. And I have no sense of, I don't know. I don't fucking know. So, uh, if I don't know, I'm sure that I think they're very good storytellers and they're great fighters and whatever they do, I'm sure in the long run, they will do really interesting things with it. But I, uh, just, I desperately want to see Eddie win and Danielson have a full metal breakdown. That's what I want. Yeah. That's yeah. what I want. And I think That's I deserve so it cause I'm a good person yeah. and I had a rough mm-hmm. week. Yeah. So Tony Khan, if you're listening, that's why you should do what I want. <laughs> <laughs> Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, 
bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Okay, this week on Rampage, our EVPs Matthew and Nicholas Jackson fought some jobbers and won with their newly renamed finisher, the Tony Khan Driver. See ya, Dave Meltzer. (laughs) (laughs) Dave Meltzer is cooked, am I right? Uh, afterwards, uh, the Bucks invited Tony Schiavone into the ring and gave him a $25 Amazon gift card to apologize for their behavior the week before. Uh, we also got some social media updates from the Young Bucks this week in which they promised a backstage pizza party to reward good behavior at some point in the future. A lot of for high uh, performers. For high performers, yes. Uh, very funny stuff. Um, were you happy with the with the renamed finisher? Did you he guys was like so that? So funny! I loved it. I loved it. it the only time. they did a I big mean, build for it. They said yeah. you've got to tune in to see our new finisher name. And if maybe now people maybe now people will think that they're in a romantic relationship with Tony Khan instead of <laughs> oh they already do. I'm sure they already do. I saw Tony Khan in the Young Bucks in a closet making babies. You know. <laughs> It was truly the craziest moment of my entire life when I read that tweet. <laughs> <laughs> and was like, oh, they, the Young Bucks and Meltzer's ha- Meltzer have an intimate relationship. I saw they have an intimate relationship. <laughs> well, just when people were like, what did you see? And he was like, I can't say. But I, can't, I, I can't say at this time or something. And I was like, what did you see? And didn't we end up getting the answer? And it's just that he saw them talking. Talking. Yeah, it was like talking in the back of a wrestling show. It's like, well, that sounds pretty normal. I don't know. It really speaks to male damage in our society. That it's like you saw three men talking and you were like, uh-oh, intimacy alert. <laughs> For men to talk to one another? That's not what men Nobody do. talks to me like that, so this must be torn. <laughs> Please, Dex does talk to him like that. Yeah, True. Dex. All right. Dex have an intimate they uh, do have an intimate relationship. <laughs> that $25 gift card thing, like, I yelped oh in laughter. Like, the noise <laughs> that came out of me was a dog, like, a dog <laughs> Like, I was just You got so, that dog like, in you, Leah? <laughs> I got that dog in me. <laughs> it was just so funny. And they knew it was funny while they were doing it, too, which yeah. I really enjoy. The smarmy bad boss stuff they're doing has just been phenomenal. Like they're killing it. I know it's so. I mean, do you guys want to talk about the? Do you guys want to talk about the punk comparisons or not? It's been kind of interesting because it's like we haven't gotten into it on the podcast at all because it's like these are really good characters. Even if a, even if a lunatic had never said that you guys couldn't run a target these would still be funny characters yeah but given that he did say it uh they are extra funny certainly yeah yeah Yeah. i think it's a good kind of worksheet where it's like yeah if you don't know anything about it it's still funny and entertaining and if you do know it you get a little easter egg but you know yeah Yeah, it works perfectly if you have no idea 
And I, I have said this on the pod before, but like the very first promo, I wasn't sure it was going to work because I could tell how angry they were. And every promo after I've just been like, oh, this fucking rules because like the impish way they're playing with this, like when Matt pulled out his wallet and he just had that look on his face, like, oh, this is going to be so funny. I'm like, this is, <laughs> this is the exact vibe I was like, that's the sports illustrated interview where Nick was like, we're having fun again, which I never thought would happen. I'm like, yeah, you could tell, you could tell in every single thing they're up to that they are having a fucking blast. And like the idea that they are making fun of CM Punk while having the time of their life, that's the worst (laughs) thing you could do to CM Punk because like he just wants to make you miserable. So it's so true. I I think it's good too. Like they're not leaning into it like too hard. Like there's a few things, you know, but it's like overall the character they're playing isn't really punk. You know, it's like a spoof of like what people think that they're like. And then like the punk stuff is just like a bonus, which I think is is healthier than leaning into it too hard. Yeah. And I think it's great because it's it's like, there's just a lot of stuff about it too, where they're like, yeah, it's wrestling. We're just going to go really broad. It's a really broad caricature. Yeah. A lot of people are going to, relate to unhappily in a lot of different ways for a lot of different reasons. And it is true. It is working amazing. And they are so funny. They're so funny. <laughs> they're so funny. Those are our little boycotted sons. And they're so <laughs> funny. I love our masculine sons. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Remember when it's like you used to get to say like, oh, like look at Matt and his beautiful full feminine beard. But now you have to say like, he's a masculine goatee. But I, and I still love him. And I love him just the way he is. I always will till the end of my days. Mm-hmm. Okay. The Bucks then spent Wednesday night cruising the dynamite backstage looking for Sting. It's a little are you my mother situation. So we got a segment where they checked in with Renee explaining that they needed to give Sting an exit interview while whacking their little bats against their hands. Uh, <laughs> suggestively, they interrupted. Uh, I think this is another Renee interview with Eddie Kingston and uh, asked asked Eddie why he doesn't dress better when he comes to work and uh, considered the possibility of establishing an AEW dress code before Which leaving. It, it was like right after his match, so he had like his straps down and kind of like halfway up his chest. Like it was, it's not Eddie's most flattering look, so it was pretty funny to be like, what are you doing walking around like this? I did really enjoy the way Renee was like, I told you you should have bought those Louis oh Vuitton God, it was so funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then, oh, they tracked down Sting's dressing room and <laughs> the whole back and forth they had where it's like Nick was going to charge in and Matt was like, I think, you know, we want to be prepared for whatever's happening in there. Whatever he said, it was so crazy. Uh, they, they burst in there and I guess this is a call back to so, some, if I had to guess WCW promos or something <laughs> along those Good lines. job, Allie. Good job. <laughs> was that right? I think that was right. People should be so impressed with us whenever we come up with anything from further ago in wrestling than you four know, years. I want to say at the start, every week at the start of this podcast, we tell you it's a no facts, all feelings podcast. And yet every week we somehow onboard more facts that we deliver <laughs> to you, the listener. <laughs> You make a liar of me. We, I mean, we've come a long way. We've, we've come, come a long, long way. way. We've learned a, a lot of facts, way, actually. Baby. Yeah. We unfortunately know quite a bit these days. 
It's always like a callback to a WCW promo or something <laughs> where all the bats are, all these black bats are uh, hanging from the ceiling and they're looking around. And what did Nick, Nick said? Uh, what did he say? Oh, so he said Sting was playing mind games. And Matt was like, yeah, it's sick. He's playing mind games. And then there was a shot. I'm so obsessed with it. I can't stop I thinking about it where there's just a <laughs> mirror there. And Matt just looks into the mirror. So then he's looking out at you from the mirror with this expression of like, Ooh. I <laughs> really, I know it's so stupid to be like, wow. And that was television production. They really produced <laughs> some TV for me there. But to be honest, in many backstage promos, I would not say that that people are doing art shots. Really, <laughs> so sometimes I I, I do love to notice like how wrestling has lowered my standards. Mm-hmm. Where I'm like, yeah. wow, that was a <laughs> shot, or like, wow, that storyline really came together. And then when you look at like what the storyline actually was, you're like, well, that's kind of like <laughs> baby's yeah, first like cat's head on the mat story you know like when you're learning to read yeah. but it, it but was your good response though. is like wow who produced this a24 <laughs> <laughs> like martin scorsese's produced a- aew presents oh my god well you know rest but wrestling has its own beauties it that, sure does. that no other um art medium medium mm-hmm could ever could ever hope to you're not seeing fights in most movies really at all (laughs) you don't think so (laughs) a lot of movies do have fights in them actually as you say it yeah not ones like we see in wrestling but they're not live and the actors are not doing their own stunts and we can say that often definitively clothed top to bottom as they're fighting okay so you're rarely seeing bared thighs legs midsections wow their hair is often dry as they're fighting we literally (laughs) even start wet they they're dry and clothed the whole time they fight and That's it, true. When you watch a dry clothes even. fight, a dry clothes fight, you're just <laughs> like, this is nothing. Disgusting. Nasty, <laughs> nasty stuff. It makes you sick. We literally just said we've gotten so smart. We've gotten so smart. And That's then we called say, pride there's not a lot of fighting in movies what these that days. <laughs> but see, we're smarter about wrestling. And what... What corresponds to that, as I've learned dumber from the IWC, is dumber else. about everything else. Like you've got to get rid of some movie knowledge <laughs> to make way for some wrestling knowledge. Which, like it, until you're like, wow, the Young Bucks theme—it sounds just like Roman oh Reigns theme. And people are like, you dumbass! It's the Succession theme. They're both based on Succession. It's true <laughs> that it's like the three to seven hours one spends a week watching wrestling. <laughs> you would otherwise spend those doing anything else—literally <laughs> anything the, else. The other things you might do in those hours could very well be extremely enriching to the mind. (laughs) But that's not what we feed ourselves. We feed ourselves this sport we love, this beautiful art we love. In a way, is not wrestling giving us CTE as well as the wrestling. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, we we must carry on. All right. With our, pa- with our powerful, non-injured minds, we must continue to discuss the fact that, oh, so at the, at the end of the show, Matthew and Nicholas go out to the ring, and they're whacking their little bat around like they're searching for little bunny foo-foo. 
or they are little bunny fufu. I don't remember how the rhyme goes. Little bunny fufu is the one who whacks. So yeah, they are he, the bunny fufus. They are whacking people wearing sting masks in the crowd, and they whack one. And he takes the mask off. It's a little Darby Allen. He barrels out, fighting, fighting. Get him in the ring, double teaming him. They're EVP triggering him. They've taken the boy out. They're still beating him up because they're so bad. Whose theme should hit? Could it be Ric Flair's? Oh, because they had that. We, whatever. We can't even get into that. So then Ric Flair comes out. They think that Ric Flair's on their side. Now, this is art. Pay attention to this. They think that Ric Flair's on their side. So he comes out and they go to give him a bat to say, You can beat up Darby Allen too and you can get all the attention that you want. But instead, Ric Flair is on Sting's side. So he beats up Matthew and Nicholas. And then, then he gets beaten up because he is an old man. So he can't fight good. So then. They've beaten up Sting's allies, and Sting's music hits, and they go up the ramp to try and find him. They're going to get him with their bats. But where do you think Sting is, girls? (laughs) He's coming down from the rafters. And Sting zoots down from the rafters, and Sting powerfully beats up the Young Bucks with the help of Darby Allin, who's recovered himself, because guess what? He's fucking fine. I, I don't know who's worried about, oh, Darby got all beat up in that. He can't get beaten. He can't get beaten up. He just gets right back up, and he does a coffin drop. He coffin drops him. His bones are made of rubber. He's fine. He is fine. That little Gumby, he's okay. So then uh, the Young Bucks are injured. They're hurt. They're clutching each other. They're basically screaming, I'll get you and your little dog, too. They're out of there. Big moment for Sting. It's his final dynamite. And he and Darby and Ric Flair have prevailed. (laughs) I did yes. see someone say, and they were like, the Young Bucks spent two hours looking for Sting. It's like, if it's Sting, you you look in the rafters first. What are you doing? They don't know that because they're not smart men. <laughs> they are, but kayfabe. Again, they're, they're stupid bosses, so they're like, they're mm. inefficient. They're just looking in the break point. room. They don't know that yeah. everyone goes and smokes out back. Yeah. <laughs> they don't know yeah. any of the cool hiding places. Uh. Can we discuss what Nick was wearing? I would love, well, would you like to describe it, Leah? I'd love if you would. He said, he looked us in the eye and he said, bitch, I will be in Aphrodite's cabin. I will be. <laughs> Let me, knock, knock at the cabin door, am I right? Let me in. True. True. He had a pastel pink suit mm-hmm. with his little matching hat. Mm-hmm. And then he lost the hat at some point and his hair mm-hmm. came loose and he looked like a Garnier Fruitis commercial. <laughs> I wouldn't go quite that far, but oh, I, I stand <laughs> by what like, I if said. If I were the casting director, I think not. <laughs> he's Say, not getting sir? a callback from me. <laughs> I think that he's he's like one buck can like only look good at a time, and so yeah. like Matt's Matt's hair is like greasy and pulled back, and Nick says, "Look at what I've got going." <laughs> Look at it. He says, it's so fine and silky. The hair tie can't even hold it. It slips free. Uh, Also, I lost my mind because uh, Ric Flair did the world's worst uh, beatdown when he like... Yeah. I don't even Insanely know what bad. move he was doing to Nick, but like he essentially just like flicked him, and Nick <laughs> had to be like, "Ah, oh, no, <laughs> no." When I I was watching that man like fake punch, like the fakest punches I've ever seen in my life, I was like, "Wow, you really gotta admire Sting, who never looks ridiculous out here, even though he's of similar age." <laughs> Ric Flair. <laughs> That's so, 
I can't really pro- like what I- what are the ages of the men? Well, Ric Flair is a little bit older. He okay, is good. 75. Okay, so he's like 10 years older than well, Sting. So. St- I, I, he looks about 30 years old. <laughs> he <laughs> certainly does. And yes. that's that's sometimes the wicked don't prosper the wic- as much as the righteous, well, which is yeah. I, you know, I wish that were the case more, but um, I, I, like, wish it were I like it when I see it. When I see the yeah. wicked... Mm-hmm not prospering. I love to see it. I wish I saw that more. Often I do see them prospering, mm-hmm. to be quite honest. I know. With you. It's kind of the more, yeah, more yeah. common situation. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, um, what are we talking about? What is happening? Uh, how beautiful How beautiful Nick looked, but we oh, can move on. How Nick and said, how bad Ric Flair was at, at punching. Oh, I, you know, I don't want to see Ric Flair. Let me just be so, no. you know, it's just like a blanket. We don't want to see Ric Flair. We don't like no. things... I, that we've heard about Ric Flair. We don't know Ric Flair. We don't need to know Ric Flair. Ric Flair shouldn't be here. I know it's Sex Offender Appreciation Month in wrestling, but I still don't <laughs> think we should have Ric Flair out here. <laughs> I don't think Ric Flair should be out there. The one thing that I will say about this segment is just that it is funny to me when I see the Young Bucks. I've seen many clips of the Young Bucks fighting little toddlers, and they the toddler kind of like taps a Young Buck, and they go, oh! you got me and they they really <laughs> sell for the toddler this was very much like that yeah. with an old man yeah instead of a toddler yeah. that bte <laughs> they where uh, uh negative one took them yes. both down that was yeah. essentially yeah. the same exact match things <laughs> yeah that's about that's about the long and short of it so it is what it is um what else do we have to say about that i just love the bucks I'll tell you for free. If they wrestle in shirts or vests on Sunday, mm. I'm <laughs> going to lose my mind. I'm worried this for is, us. This is this is the line that I've drawn. I've ex- I think that I have taken a lot of the changes with the Bucks very cheerfully. You have. Yeah. Matt has put away his hair, and I've, yeah. I've accepted his it. beauty. You know, yeah. like. I don't a know. Lot Cheerfully is a little far, but you have been very brave. I have been very brave. I've really I've really worked on it. If they wrestle in tops for the rest of the heel <laughs> tops, <laughs> makes it sound like they're wearing like Ann Taylor blouses. <laughs> well, I was just thinking again about that tweet I saw that I hope Sting wears gear to the paper. <laughs> as opposed to what he come nude, as opposed to what he come with his dingle dangle. <laughs> Yeah, I guess I would. I would hope that all of the wrestlers wear gear on Sunday. Wear gear. I'd love that's, I guess my. That's I hope my hope. the young bucks wear gear on Sunday. No, I don't. <laughs> you want their dingle dangles out? <laughs> They'll never get their dingle dangles out. Trust me, I've accepted that. Um, <laughs> what were we talking about? I don't know. It's like we do usually have. I think we usually have more than one brain cell, but tonight it might be down to just one. <laughs> okay, you said, Leah said, get those vests off and bury your mm. chests at the pay per view. And I must yes. say, I agree. And I don't love when I think about how a mere few months ago, every week on BTE, Matt Jackson was flexing his pecs for me and being like, mm. that one's for the Tumblr girlies. I do mm-hmm. miss that. I think it's okay to say that I miss that. I do miss I that. I'd love to see those packs. I'd love to see really them. respectfully not getting pandered to I'd love enough to see them. at this juncture. He I've could only just, like, ever post, looked respectfully. 
I, I accept that he's, you know, given up. They've given up BT. Fine. But he could. Uh, sorry, my cats were fighting for a minute. It was really <laughs> distracting. He could just, like, just post, like, a couple, like, Instagram things every once in a while. That's like, don't forget, mm-hmm. I, I have beautiful tits. And, like, that would be okay. <laughs> He could just post on beautiful tit remembrance day. <laughs> that would be enough. Is that leap day? Is that not the celebration? <laughs> <laughs> Never forget my beautiful, big, beautiful, full natural, heavy natural. Do you think we should start this episode over? <laughs> yeah, I think maybe roll it all back. Yeah, see if we can say something intelligent. <laughs> Allie's in hysterics. <laughs> okay, but but so he could just only post to semi natural sometimes on Instagram and you'd live, but mm. instead he hasn't been. <laughs> so true. So true. I don't He's know what she wanted me to say. Po- she pointed me at me like she wanted me to finish the And I thought the other half was, but they should still wear normal gear sometimes so I can see their their abs and stomachs and stuff while they're doing their moves and their arms and stuff. You can see the arms now because they keep the vests on. I don't know why I was like, you want to see their abs? Okay, pervert. (laughs) It did feel a little too intimate. I don't think you can say I that. I kind of had the same reaction. Like, I'm, so sorry. Stuff. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I should be uncomfortable. Don't use their heels every now and then. Does everyone feel more comfortable now? He's having to see their juicy titties. You're right. There I don't, wanna, I don't want to see their abs or their stomachs. I just want to see their juicy titties. Okay, well, that's normal. And I'm glad that you said it that. They can come like out with the other kind of thing. Like, like a like a horizontal vest instead of a vertical one where it just kind of wraps around the abs and the stomach that would be all right like a corset was it actually i believe yeah, it was yeah, yeah. at um oh it was a, it was at stadium stampede when i think this might be wrong but matt was still really selling his back so he does have his whole midsection wrapped up like a mummy and you do just see his his little boobies <laughs> Well, wrestlers' ribs are in their stomachs, so sometimes they have to tape them up. <laughs> what happened here? I don't know. Nothing I don't know. good. Nothing it went good. off the rails. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what's going on here. Okay. Uh, uh, all right. Okay. Should we talk about who who will win. That's such why? a that's such a good idea, Anne. Let's ask ourselves who will win at Revolution and why. I thought it was pretty much agreed that um, Sting didn't want to win; that he wanted to do the normal thing and I thought go we all out agreed on he his would... back. Exactly. If at this point, if I don't get to see a man go out on his back, <laughs> I won't, I can't continue to live. I've heard so much about Have... how fun it is to watch a man go out on his back. So Sting, lie down. <laughs> have we ever actually watched anyone retire? I feel like we haven't. No, actually, no. we've we saw never Cody seen someone go out on his back. <laughs> we did see that, yeah, for sure. And yet somehow he's still out there wrestling. I do not think that we've ever watched a man retire, and I want to see mm-hmm. it done right. Yeah, on it's his back. Be done right. 
So true. Sting was our first, the first debut we ever saw, and he's yeah. the first retirement oh we're ever going to see. He's got to do it right. And he didn't disappoint right. us once. He's, no, he really didn't. He is the, the dad who stepped up. So oh, true. Yeah. So true. He's taking <laughs> care of us. father lover. Yeah, boy. We love you, Sting. You've never let no. us down, and you never will. So that's <laughs> how I know you're going to go out on your back. <laughs> Do you want to talk about it serious? Do you have any serious thoughts that, think that we should share about this? I think personally, I think that it would be good for everybody if the yeah. Bucks won. I think that it would be good for the Bucks if they won. I think they get a lot of heat, which would be nice for them. And I think that they have had a really rough couple of years and I personally would feel like really warm and nice about Sting being like I like you guys, and I think that you should send me out on my back. <laughs> yeah. No, I think that's right. I think the Bucks would hugely benefit. They real. I think I I I I have endless faith in them, and I think that they could come back from anything. But why should they? You know, like this is a moment where you could they? reestablish that they are dominant, that mm. they are taking back over the tag team. People who are actually tag partners are going to be wrestling again. Please like, God, yeah. That is what the tag division is for. And Sting <laughs> wants to go out. Sting wants to go out on his back, <laughs> as we've established. And Darby doesn't want to win. Bitch has to go to Everest. He's trying to die. It's, He's just, what, just what is he gonna win for? <laughs> just logistically, they can't have Sting and Darby win because Sting's gone and Darby's gonna go die. Darby's got plenty of money. What's gonna happen to those belts? He He's has trying to gotten go out of his Sherpa. back too in a sense. <laughs> <laughs> trying to get Avalanche down into a crevasse or something. What what's gonna happen to the tag belts? We can't have them lost on Everest. Well, no. one thing that people have suggested is that if Sting and Darby retain, then there should be a tournament that everyone competes in to get the belts. And to that I say, no, I don't think so. I think that <laughs> I think that Sting's gonna have to lie down on his <laughs> Get those shoulders down, Sting. <laughs> Lie down for the, the bucks. <laughs> Sting, we're joking. We know that what whatever you want to do is fine. And if you don't want to go out on your back, you want to go out on your front. <laughs> your front. <laughs> <laughs> we're not going to be mad at you. We're still going to love you. We'll always love you no, no matter what you do. Okay. <laughs> Boy mode, girl mode, on your back, on your front. Your girls are going to love you. You can do anything you want. We would just like to see you go out on your back, though. <laughs> well, I think we've this never has been a very it. normal segment. <laughs> we've never seen it, guys. We just want to see it. We want to see it. We want to well, see see the sights. Can we see it just once? Everyone has said it's so good. Can we see it just once, please? I would like to see a man on his back. <laughs> and I want to see him go out that way. What is <laughs> Lie down. I keep imagining Anne Shirley in her little boat. Going down the <laughs> going down the river to kill. Yeah. I say very can romantic. You that, could you get in that boat? Could you just put your little hands across your chest? Okay. Well if Sting well, went out with his hands over his chest reciting the Lady of Shalot, Lady of Shalot. I think that would Mwah. do a lot for me. Yeah. I did just immediately picture him laying down in the middle of the ring and putting his uh, hands over his chest and then goes, Okay, Bucks, do it too. <laughs> do it, do it Bucks. Time. Make it quick. <laughs> One thing I'll say, 
And Shirley was right to do that because The Lady of Shalott is such a good poem. And when you read it, you really do feel so romantic in your soul. <laughs> what is that? How does it end? It's like he's like, um, Lancelot, Lancelot looked a little space. He said she has a lovely face. She's dead. She died for love of him. God in his mercy, mercy lend her grace. The Lady of Shalott. <laughs> That's how I want to see Sting go out. And I That'd will look at him and I'll say... Sting. She has a lovely face. <laughs> God, in his is that what you're gonna say to Sting? That's what you're gonna say to Sting. Lend her grace. <laughs> this has gone off the rails. Way I don't off know the what rails. happened. I don't know. I'm we were hot. doing I'm fairly hot. normal stuff. <laughs> like to catch the osprey was normal. FTR was normal. What? Happened? What went wrong? Wait, can I be honest? We started saying on his back, and we just couldn't get. <laughs> it was away. before we that. Got addicted. It, was, to it started it with it, the, it started yeah. with Leah talking about the, the the boobies, and then it was all <laughs> over from there. But can I just say, I really needed this tonight. <laughs> <laughs> our therapy podcast and sometimes you're gonna listen to a little segment that was for us i had a really hard couple of days i needed to laugh and i definitely got that so we personally think that sting will uh sting and darby will lose but maybe they won't and sting we love you either way should we move on to the next topic yeah okay uh who buddy so tony announced on wednesday that nick wayne and orange cassidy would be fighting on dynamite i don't think there's any reason that we know like i don't think there's any kayfabe reason that this happened no they're kind of both involved in separate feuds aren't they <laughs> not anymore. No, the and feuds? there was a very funny moment in one of our group chats where uh, somebody was like i'm just, the the card for tonight seems pretty barren tony's got to announce something like maybe like uh, Danny Garcia versus Nick Wayne or uh, OC versus, I don't remember what it, she said, but like I was, and then they announced this and she went, oh. <laughs> <laughs> this this o- too. O- OC is really afflicted by being Tony's favorite little guy who he just grabs when he has, needs an emergency match. And it's like, nothing needs to make sense. We're just going to throw you in here with somebody. Well, I yeah. think it, to me, it did kind of feel like Tony was like, okay, got to get some guys on the show. Got to get OC on the show. He's mm. a draw. He's my special boy. Got to get him out there. And he's in a feud. Who could he fight in that feud? And it's like, no, no, no one. Because what has happened in that feud? The feud is a damn mess. Pardon my friend. He's already fought Such everybody. A mess. It's crazy. It's a mess. He so everybody. then he said, "Okay, we'll bring the feuds together." So he announced Nick Wayne OC, a perfectly fine match, normal. The patriarchy tried to interfere but got ejected. Um, the undisputed kingdom ran out to distract OC. Rocky and Trent came out to help with that. Danny Garcia came out, and I read began to argue with Nick Wayne. I missed this whole part of the match somehow. So I went back and watched it because I also had missed it, and it's so fast. Like I didn't see Danny Garcia come in. It was just like all of a sudden, like Trent and Rocky are fighting with the undisputed kingdom, and then they cut over to the other side of the ring, and Danny Garcia is just standing there, and he and Nick Wayne like kind of yell at each other for like three seconds. Yeah, and then OC like orange punch Nick Wayne. That's even crazier because I'm like. Nick Wayne versus Danny Garcia would have fucking slapped. So yeah. like, why don't we do that? That would have been so normal. I think that would have been good. And it, and it would make sense also to have like Roddy fight anyone to make Roddy literally seem anybody. like he's good at fighting. Like literally anyone. And Rocky, Trent. It's like, and when, like, that, 
when that episode, when that match started, I was like, I wonder if this is one of the casualties of the injuries, like, or the, you know, people can't get there. I wonder if, I wonder if Roddy's not around or Daniel Garcia's not around. No, everybody was there. They're both all there. Everybody yeah. was there. Yeah. It was, it, it's a little dark that towards the end of the match, right before Roddy came out, we were all being like, and Roddy didn't fucking show up. Absolutely crazy. And then he did show up. But it's like, we weren't surprised that Roddy wasn't there because we haven't seen yeah. Roddy very much in this few. And also, then I was thinking about it and I was like, well, Roddy's not even in charge of that faction. Adam Cole's in charge, but he's been off <laughs> TV too. He's not even here in his wheelchair. Adam Cole disappeared. <laughs> Dustin disappeared. Roddy doesn't like coming out. He's at work, but he doesn't like coming out of the ring. Orange Cassidy is just like, I'd love to fight someone. I guess there's no one in this feud for me to fight. So he fight other men. Randos. Crazy. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. like, I don't know what they're doing. It just seems like, I don't know who to blame for it, but it's like someone has really Amen. fallen down on the job here where it's like, I don't feel like Roddy has very good instincts for character and stuff. <laughs> you did it again. Oh my God. Her. It's back. It's oh like, my God. you do like the thumbs up. Hitchhiker thing, the thumbs thumb up. What oh, the there it goes. Fuck. She Is got it. Why, put it up? Why does only you get it? What the hell? We have good okay, thumbs. For everyone listening, Zoom, sometimes when I give a thumbs up, it will do a thumbs up like emoji floating next to me, but it won't do it for anyone else. And it doesn't do it for me all the time. Oh, hell yeah. It did it again. <laughs> but you weren't even putting your thumb fuck? up. <laughs> I know. It's weird. That's fucking crazy. This when I put fucked. it down. Huh. This is beyond fuck. Okay, hell. A little experiment okay, this is crazy. Oh, girls. <laughs> fuck you, Anne. <laughs> fuck you. There's got to be a, a setting somewhere. That's We weirdest. can't get into this right now. No, this we is can't, really... We can't get into this right now. Okay, well, Roddy did come out, and he beat OC up, and that's where the AEW recap ended for some reason, but I do think that Rocky and Trent managed to run Roddy off. Jake Hager wasn't there, was he? No, he didn't come. No, no, no he not wasn't this there. time. Anyway, now Brian Cage, Roddy, and the Patriarchy are going to fight uh, Chaos, Trent and OC, Daniel Garcia, and Hook on Collision. I don't know how Cage and Hook got involved. That's wild. And they, it's just like, okay. I was sure that they were going to have, because they've been building that little feud, and I think they've been doing a perfectly good job. We enjoyed it. Brian yeah. Cage has been, you know, he's really been putting his pussy into it. So I thought that they were going to be in the pre-show for sure, but they're not. They're in the Denny's All-Star match that we'll get to later. We'll talk about that in a little bit. So. I don't know why this is happening. It's like, I want to be clear. I'm not being mad. I'm not being a bitch. I'm not being like Tony Khan, you're the worst booker of all time or anything. I just don't get it. I don't understand yeah, no. it. I don't think it no. adds up. Well, well so, yeah. here's the thing, though. Like, I, I, the reason why I'm so concerned is that I, like, they've done such a bad job that if OC loses the belt to yeah. him, that's going to really piss me off because I'm like, I know he did such a good job with rescuing this belt from what happened with the multiple people getting injured. And yeah. it, like, if you let him lose it to somebody who didn't even try that hard in this feud, I yeah. would kill myself. They needed to build Rocky up a lot if they're going to give him that belt and they just haven't built him at all. Like he's just been doing nothing basically, yeah. which yeah. is pretty wild. Cause like when this feud started, I was like, well, at least best friends in OC will get to do something like a little bit juicy because like this faction, but it's like yeah. instead Listen. like undisputed kingdom, Roddy, Adam Cole have all like gotten less and less time and it's been nothing. Who, who benefited Matt Taven? 
Matt Taven yeah. is Matt a big Taven. winner here. I yeah. still think that Matt Taven somehow should have stolen that feud. Matt Taven now I'm I a agree. huge fan of. I think Rocky sucks. Roddy sucks. Rocky's fine. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Matt Taven, Rocky though, has a bad he room in the cool. house now, so we can't say he sucks. He lives here. <laughs> so we love him. Um, Crazy. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Um, what was I going to say here? Uh, oh, the thing I was going to say is also, though, that, like, OC is Tony Khan's specialist little Blorbo boy. So it's like, is Tony going to let him lose to Roddy, who hasn't to been Roddy? built up at all in this year? Like, I'm like, I would be disappointed mm-hmm. in Tony for letting that happen. Because yeah. it's like, is that your yeah. special boy or not? Yeah. Is he Do your you special love him boy or not? good or not? Do you well, like that, to I mean, jet him off to foreign countries with you in your private jet? Or no, you want him to <laughs> give the belt to Roddy. I was so certain that that's where they were going I know, when this started. Yeah. And now I'm, I just don't think so. Because like, like you said, Adam Cole's gone. Like I thought that they mm. were going to get Roddy the belt so that like the faction had a reason to like strut around considering that Adam <laughs> Cole was injured. But like they've really like, they let Adam Cole go back to, injury land and so i'm like i don't know what we're doing here give this one to osprey or something you know what i mean yeah like right that would be fine someone had a good idea about it recently that i was like oh i'm actually really interested in that i don't remember maybe it was okada yeah oh yeah i could see that there's so many there's all these men coming in any of them any of these men okada osprey any of the o's oc could look lose to him easy oh yeah men whose names start with o should fight other men whose names start with O. Orange, <laughs> O'Reilly. Omega, O'Reilly. O'Reilly. Oh. O'Reilly. <laughs> okay. He's never um, coming back. I listened to an old episode of ours from like over a year ago, and oh you God. were pining over Kyle. He'd been gone so long at that point. I was like, this is sad. When Kyle comes back, it's literally going to be like a new man. Like we're going to have to do yeah. new man alert, and I'm going to have to have mm. my, what I now call my Omega search because I forget the name of um, <laughs> Omicron. Whatever COVID we were on at that time. It's the Omicron surge. Omicron surge, yes. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to have a brand new Omicron surge or something. <laughs> well, I don't know what's happening here. Okay, so we don't know who's going to win. Uh, you know what? I'm going to go. I'm going to get myself in trouble and say, no fucking way OC loses to fucking Roddy. <laughs> I really hope Eat not. Eat my ass. I really hope not. That would be you fucking dare. embarrassing. Rip shit. Yeah. You're, you're going to be sorry if you do that, buddy. Okay. <laughs> and then uh, Danny Garcia and Christian, who will win. Hmm. I really hope Danny Garcia gets it. I guess Tony gushed about him in a press call today. Yeah. And I'm like, you should. Like, I don't know. It would be nice. It would be a nice gesture towards restore the feeling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we restore the feeling every two to three weeks. And yeah. so we always need <laughs> to restore it again. fluctuating. It's kind of got great. <laughs> it go up, but then it go down again, you know? Uh, I think give it to him. I think give it to him because Christian's got his juicy stuff going on with Cope. Get the belt out of the picture. Have them yeah. just duke it out over their feelings, then kiss about their feelings, then be really bad yeah. guys together because of their feelings. And the belt can do something different. Danny can be doing something. He could lose the belt. To anybody, <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, I don't think you should lose it, but you know, it's like give him that belt yeah. and let's just do something crazy. Let's go wild. Yeah. yeah. You know, I just thought when you mentioned cope, I was like, wow, we haven't seen cope in a while. And then I got all excited thinking about seeing him again and seeing him with Christian. And I was like that Percy Jackson really, uh, 
<laughs> Give me a little cope, Omicron surge. I hope, he co- I hope he come to pay-per-view, and I hope he do something. Really, if he could interfere, or he could do anything. He could do anything. Someone's yeah. going to be mad at me. They're going to say, don't, that he shouldn't interfere. Well, maybe not. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> so then uh, let's move on to the title scene. Uh, Hangman limped out to open Dynamite with a little promo about how he hurt his ankle so he won't get to wrestle at Revolution. And he was quickly joined in the ring by Swerve, who checked out Hangman's bum ankle and then gave a promo that we'll really have to get into where he was basically like, I fought you because I respected you and maybe things went a little crazy sometimes but anyway fate is what it is and it was interesting because he was like well we sure did a lot of fighting maybe i went a little too far with it don't worry about it but it was like a little it wasn't an apology but it was like an interesting vibe where he was like trying to be cool tonally it was it was like this is i don't know it was interesting because the vibe was very much like a little bit like, mm, well, I did kind of want to fight you for it, to be honest. Like, that was, yeah. I don't know. There was a real, like, you know, respect between rivals, my nemesis vibe. Like, yeah, you're not trying yeah. to go, like, shoot cannonballs in the ocean at a guy like Samoa Joe you don't care about. You want your nemesis, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> it was very, like, we've done some violence together. That oh, really brought us remember, closer. Do you remember the yeah. good times? Because I think about it <laughs> every damn day. Think about him every damn day. Uh, so then Samoa Joe came out and he promoed on both of them and uh, basically accused them of canoodling. He was like, what are you doing out here? You're like hugging. You're like hugging and making up. You're like kissing. You're like kissing and sniffing each other was, and nuzzling and hugging. It was and- fully uh, what are you two doing? Finger popping yeah. each other's assholes. <laughs> Oh, well, if it isn't the blowjob brothers. And it uh, was funny too, because like Hangman had just said he was playing out of the match, and Samojo was like, Yeah, I'll fight either of you on Sunday. If I fight both of you on Sunday, like that's great. It was just like Samojo was like, I don't accept that, or I didn't hear it. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I don't funny. know what's going on here. And so then Swerve uh cut a little promo on Samoa Joe. He's yelling about all the things he's done, what he's gonna do, he's gonna get this. We'll get into this a little more in a minute. And then uh Hangman, of course, uh raises his crutch and whacks swerve because he is fine his little ankle is fine which i actually thought because i was like if your ankle's fucked up you actually really can't get a boot on it you really can't get a Mm. cowboy boot on a fucked up ankle and it was very prominently displayed and i do think that everybody looking at it including swerve i love you so much if you see a man who says his (laughs) ankle hurt but he has managed to get on a cowboy boot with no zipper you should ask questions because i've hurt my (laughs) ankle before (laughs) Swerve, were you not looking at his feet? Like, because that's pretty dumb. Not a foot guy, so what's not going on Not a foot here? guy. What's up with that? Anyway, so then uh, Hangman laid him out. does more yelling. You'll never have this promo. Swerve is laid out. Uh, Samoa Joe does a little face journey from like, ha this is so funny, to like, oh, fuck, this guy <laughs> is maybe a little too crazy. So I'm starting to think. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, what do you guys want to talk about first? I rewatched this before we came on tonight and it was interesting because it was like Swerve was talking to Hangman in this like, ha ha, we bonded. Maybe I went a little too far, whatever. And then Samojo comes out, says like, like a pretty banal prono. And then I think what Swerve was doing was like, that made him so mad that then yeah. he was like, I am a man who like beat up an 18 year old in his dojo or whatever. Like I, <laughs> you know, threatened a baby. Um, which I think sort of works, except I think it would have worked a lot better if Samojo had said something like actually mean that got him riled up. Because I think like 
It's Samoa Joe said, he said, I keep hearing about how you're both young, hungry championship contenders, but that's ridiculous. You both are battle-tested warriors in that ring, and there's nothing new about you. No, you're hungry, accomplished wrestlers, but the only reason you're hungry is because I'm starving your ass. Okay, Samoa Joe. But I was kind of like, <laughs> okay, well, you don't need to prove to that. That man actually does know that you can fight. Yeah. Like, I, it was weird because then I went to, I, I looked, I read this promo on the AEW site, and I was like, huh, this is missing some lines that I was sure was in there because I knew that, that Swerve had brought up the home invasion angle stuff. And it wasn't in there when they did the recap. They didn't put, so I went and I washed it and I added the lines and they cut all of the lines that were like, I might've crossed the line a couple times. I beat the boy up in his dojo. I went into the house and threatened the baby. So I was like, what is going on here? Like now I'm like, because I'm like a conspiracy theorist where I'm like, (laughs) what do you want? Like, what does he want me to know? But what do you want me to know? What are you trying to communicate? It's clear that Swerve is, was doing stuff in this promo that was, like okay i am like i am face turning in that like the way that i'm talking about these things is different than it used to be like because you know i'm saying yeah. like maybe i went a little far i i don't know did that did that work for you guys i didn't i think that hmm, how do i say this i think that both swerve and hangman are deliberately not following the face heel yeah. rules and that is something they are trying. And I respect them for trying it because I honestly like when people mess with it rather than following the exact same scripts. But I do think that like sometimes it's been a little messy. But something I've been thinking about is like, I mean, not that this is particularly brand new information, but like in the Sports Illustrated um, interview with the Young Bucks, uh, I think it was Matt was saying like, the character that they're doing is the terrible bosses who are bad people who absolutely are convinced that they're right. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. that is the character that like you always have to do. And I think in some ways swear, like people were bringing up like, Oh, how can he say a face thing? Like I want to be the first black champion, but also say a heel thing. Like I beat up a baby. And I'm like, well, because like he, <laughs> he thinks like he's right. And that he was right to do all of those things. And he's explaining his viewpoint the way he, like, believes it. But, like, I think there's a step missing here where he has to, like, connect things a little bit better. There's something missing. It's not as dire as I think other people make it seem. But there's some connective tissue missing. Well, because... And in this promo, I felt very much like, oh, Swerve's trying to do a thing where he's, like, he's getting better, but also his true nature, like, he's a bit of a hothead inside and, like, he wants to be threatening, you know? So it's, like, he was projecting to Samojo, like, I'm tough and I'm mean and I, like, do bad things. But he was trying to be, like, cool with Hangman. But I didn't think that Samojo gave him enough, like, enough to get riled up about to kind of lose it like that. And I'm not even sure, like he wasn't doing it strongly enough for me because wrestling is such like a caricature kind of characterization where it's like, you really need to like project, like the young bucks characters are very broad. And it's like, when you're doing a subtler character, it's hard to be like, are you doing this on purpose? And is it hanging together? And I don't feel like it quite is. There is something, I mean, it's interesting to hear you describe it that way because I'm like, it actually would probably work for me for Swerve to be like, kind of more explicitly to Samoa Joe, like, dude, stop fucking getting up my ass. Like, 
I go crazy. Like, do you want to yeah. like, do you want to have an honorable fight with me or not? Cause like, I'll do it. I'll fight you honorably and I'll win. Cause I'm the best, but you're saying things to me that make me so mad that like, yeah, I'm going to fucking do a home invasion. Like, I think there's a middle ground you could ride where it's like, he's not apologizing for the things he has done. He knows that given the opportunity or if like, if he had to, he would do them again, but there's some like level of, and, and he is like, I don't know, he is getting into it a little. When he's saying, like, maybe I went a little far, I think that, like, the, the mm-hmm. interplay between the two moments in that promo, both of which were cut from the, from the recap. Cut from, which is fascinating. So because, strange to me. Like, when they cut things or it's, like, a swear word or something, it's like, sure. But those are, like, pretty key moments in what he said. said. And to cut too. both of them is, like, huh. Yeah, but the interplay okay. between, like, anyway. saying to, to Hangman, like, maybe I went a little far, but then, like, bringing them up as as like you know points of not of pride exactly but of like these are this is these were moments of strength these are things that i Mm -hmm. did because i had to do them i don't know that i think that they like i don't know that i think they work together right now i'm not i don't know i'm not mad about i mean it's like there's like something there like if he's the kind of guy who when he gets pushed too far he goes crazy and he does something like way over the line like threatening a baby like i feel like that character could work but he's not quite giving me like a loss of control enough like hangman seems out of control whereas swerve doesn't but I think Hangman is, I think he has the same problems though. Yeah. Because like mm-hmm. the thing is that like Hangman's been doing something where Hangman's trying to be the good guy that he always is, but it's not getting the job done and in, and he's getting stressed out and he's out of control and he's furious and th- he's doing things that he doesn't respect him for. But this week was premeditated. He came out right. knowing that he was a liar. He looked us in the eye and yeah, said, I am yeah. not a liar. Said, I, I, <laughs> and, I always tell you the truth, yeah. Right, yeah. right, right. And then he, but he was, you know what I mean? And I was like, I don't really That's know true. what your yeah. end, end game was. And that was, that was premeditated, whatever you were, whatever you were trying to do. And I don't know that that is entirely, because I would have rather to see Hangman impulsively do something that then crosses the final line mm. rather than premeditated doing this, yeah. which is a premeditated mm. heel. Like to me, I'm like, this was a heel act. Yeah. But it wasn't like, I don't know. I would just like to see that at the pay-per-view or something. Like, I don't know. It's just I'm, something is not how I would have done it. I'm finding the whole thing so difficult because ultimately I don't think that these men should have to be like, true faces or true heels like I don't personally feel that strongly about it I think it is a good story and that's what I care about but that like there's something about like uh, that I'm not tracking quite enough in terms of like how they are understanding themselves and how they're understanding each other it's like I'm getting little glitches where I like don't exactly know what's going on there but they're doing then I like you know I rewatch it and I was like well you're doing lots of things that I would I would say should be done. So I, I, I don't know. You it's know, it's an odd storyline. Cause it's like one of my favorite storylines that it's AEW great. has done while I've been watching, but there are all these things where I'm like, but it doesn't quite hang together. And it's like, crazy because it's like, this is the best thing on the pay-per-view, right? Like this yeah, is yeah. the best oh, feud. Sure. It's been the best thing that's been happening for months. I love them so much. This is, you know, they should be, you know, winning awards for this, but, but like, because I love it so much, I want to dig my, nails into it in a way that like 
I'm not doing for anything Look else. at us. We've gone to a modern art gallery opening. We have our glasses <laughs> of wine. We're looking yeah, at it. There's we're no, saying, it's provocative. We haven't made it's one titty joke because we're, so we're straight up. We're like, we've got our Roger Ebert hats on. Yeah. I don't understand it, but it speaks to me. Compelling. Compelling. Don't make sense. Compels me, though. Oh, this podcast really contains multitudes. Mm, yeah. yeah. I haven't once said anything about anyone on their back. <laughs> Well, no one's going out, Anne. No, they're all staying <laughs> so, in. So, so true. Whether staying the men in are on their backs on whatever or on their side they want. immaterial when no one's going out. <laughs> It'll I be interesting to see where they go after the pay-per-view with yeah. these characters. Because it is just like, I feel like they're kind of trying things and then they maybe don't quite work. So they try something else and it's just maybe that's doing some of it. It's It's interesting. Yeah. But, well, you know what? We love to watch it, and we love to talk about it. And we don't, we sure do. uh, when we don't understand faces and heels, really, that's what we're constantly running up against. And <laughs> I'm at the limits of how much I can compare things to Spike on Buffy. That's the problem <laughs> that I'm encountering. I mean, that's I really gotten a whole thing where I'm like, if, like, that's what I was talking about earlier, where it's like, if the point of the whole exercise of wrestling is that men do violence, then I do understand that they can't always turn around when they're becoming gooder guys and say, like, it's bad that I did violence. They're still proud of their violence. They are, they're proud they did their violence that they did. <laughs> But then it's like, could you get some mileage out of, like, maybe you say, like, I know I did those things, but, like, the shit that I'm fucking proud of is that I put you on your back, you know? Yeah. I put you on your back really good. Should th- is, that, is there anything is, there, you know? Would Spike from Buffy say that? Would he say, I'm really proud of what I put you on your back, Angel? I mean. Maybe. Maybe. Possibly. He, he might. say some darn shit. Yeah. Well, so much wrestling too is just like, it's like vibes and it's kind of dream logic and people are like pulling off masks and they're underneath and they're like limping out and then they're hitting people with their crutches. So it's interesting when things like kind of grab me where I'm like, what that dream logic didn't really hang together. But, uh, yeah, (laughs) it is. I mean, it is funny in kayfabe because like surely in, in kayfabe, the rules indicate that Tony, like Heyman went to Tony and said, I'm not going to be in the pay-per-view next week. Uh, could I have some time to talk to the crowd? And Tony's like, oh, wow, that's going to change everything. Yeah, I mean, I guess. But I I guess I'll have to make some adjustments. And then Tony's sitting at Grillo watching the, the screens, and he goes, what? <laughs> Poor Tony. This is why he's so stressed out but all the time. But he put you know? this weekend. <laughs> he already printed the shirts. He thought his man wasn't going to be there. He was going to have to recall the shirts. Well, he had to call the shirt place back and be like, don't recall the shirts. He was faking the injury. Faking it's fine. Especially, he you know, was it's, faking it's a hard it. life to be a little kayfabe booker, I guess. <laughs> uh, who's, who's winning on Sunday? Who do you think? I'm going to put all my little pony, ponies. My ponies? Put your ponies on. <laughs> hey, put all your little ponies. I was going to say pennies, but I'll say ponies uh, yeah. on Samoa Joe retaining. Yeah. Oh, interesting. I feel like I was leaning more towards maybe Swerve will get it, but um, really could go any direction i am leaning samoa joe as well i want i want swerve with that bell you know it's hard sometimes in wrestling because you got so much stuff going on at once so you're always being like well you don't do that when it's sting's moment or like but then it's like when is the next moment but 
Um, we are having about 50 pay-per-views a year, so I think there yeah. will be other opportunities upcoming. April, it yeah. sounds like, so hooray. <laughs> I'm going to put my ponies on Samoa Joe, but I w- nothing would surprise me. And I think that whatever the men do, they'll tell me a story that I love to hear. Let's very, very briefly check in on the, the final couple of matches for Revolution. So first, we have the all-star eight-man scramble, as I said, <laughs> on the Denny's big boy menu. <laughs> and that is, you're like, I'm like, that's it. I just want to say my joke, so I don't really have anything else to say about it. It's a great joke, yeah. The meat match got pivoted into a scramble, yeah. so didn't have enough meat, got to supplement with a different protein. Yeah, gotta, you just got to get some eggs, got to get some eggs in these big boys. Uh, so Tony <laughs> said some of the men who were supposed to be in the meat match were injured, so he put the meat back in the freezer for later. Uh, and instead of the meat match, we're getting the all-star eight-man scramble, uh, so Jericho had a match on Dynamite. He's going to be in the scramble. Uh, we got to see some, this is the only interesting thing, really. We got to see some footage of Jericho, like back in his, in his youth fighting the CMLL wrestlers. And he was such a Fabio. He was on yeah. his, he was on a yeah. Harlequin cover a mm-hmm. week, baby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's unsettling when you see young Jericho and you're like, oh, he could get it. But yeah. you know, you got to say what you see. You have to. And, so unfortunately, and, it was and he spoke Spanish like pretty decently, yeah. you know? And Good I will him. say, unfortunately, I sometimes have seen Jericho in his current iterations. And like some weeks I've said things like, I mean, get it. So, and then <laughs> other, things, other weeks see, I've said know? like, he's caving in. It's just as caving in. It don't look right. <laughs> like, but then the next week again, I'm saying, okay, but he could get it though. So, <laughs> you know, oh, we've really known that man for the whole time we've been here, huh? He's, <laughs> I, that's our little Jericho. Anyway. He's a constant. He, he did have the main event, and we were so sleepy. We just wanted to get to the buck stuff, so whatever. But um, he is going to be in the scramble, and they're going to have a scramble. Anything else about this? You know, I'm Any glad thoughts? they changed it for a meat match because without Miro, yeah. it's yeah. just not meaty enough. No, no. I mean, Miro, Miro deserves to be in the meat match after yeah. what he did. Yeah, it's his invention, basically. So yeah, I think uh, Tony, and I think Tony knows this clearly. You mm-hmm. should be very careful with who you're putting in the meat match because don't put yeah. men in who may be large in certain respects but are not meat. A tall man yeah. is not necessarily a meaty man. Okay, no, that can be a lean, tall, six eight man. We don't want any bean poles in our meat match. No, I don't want that. Be false advertising to to call some Big Bill meat. Don't put no. Big Bill in there. Don't put uh, Jake Hager in there. Don't put Luchasaurus mm-hmm. in there. Those no. men aren't meat. They're tall. No, and it's like Adam Copeland's tall. He shouldn't be in a meat match. That'd be crazy. No. He's I would argue about Luchasaurus a little bit. Luchasaurus could skate by if everyone else in the match is very if meaty. Everyone else he can be very, a borderline. But he, when I look at him, I don't think meat. I think that's a dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> Can't argue with that, can you? <laughs> Can't argue with that. <laughs> Got to move so on true. to the next topic. Yeah. And the final topic is just that uh, Tony Storm and Diana Prato are going to fight at the pay per view, but we didn't get any content from them this week. I believe they are going. They have a segment scheduled for Collision. Maybe I know, and I'm like major bummed about it because I'm sure that it's going to be fucking deranged. I'm sure, it's going to be crazy. And, you know, it's as usual. It's Thursday night, so. We're not going to see it before this episode yeah. goes 
uh, airs and I, I want to see Tony say something absolutely insane. I know. I mean, I'm, I'm so going, excited I'm for going their to match. see it. But. Yeah. That pay-per-view match. That's going to be, oh, it's, it's going to be, gonna be good. When they get I was thinking while we were talking about Osprey and like good debuts, I'm like, this is also an example of somebody who came into the yes. um, company yeah. and you immediately knew. Oh yeah. Like sh- mm-hmm. she was like aligned against somebody in, in a, in a she, but she gave way. some history Again, real fast yeah, in something that, that was actively happening. Boom, baby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That interacting with another person, you really just get a lot this of personality out of it. Scream at everybody who's like, meh, meh, meh. casual fans don't need visit video packages. And you're like, no, but they, you, you, they need a ground. They need to watch two do. people talk. They need to watch yeah. different people talk and understand you have these motivations. You have these motivations. Like right. if you get friction between two people, that is, more beneficial than any video package that's cut like a Civil War documentary, you know? <laughs> yeah. I think yeah, that's how they're doing it. I just want to know what their deal you. is, you know? Yeah. Let me get to know you. Getting to know you. Getting to know all about <laughs> you. When I'm with you. Okay. Um, <laughs> well, I think that's it. Did I fail to mention anything you really wanted to talk about? think so we got into it <laughs> i'm worried girls <laughs> no I, I had fun i really needed it really really it bad um mm-hmm. we are gonna watch the pay-per-view this weekend we can't wait and we'll be back next week with our definitely amazing thoughts <laughs> stupid ass <laughs> thoughts same <laughs> high level analysis that you got tonight probably exactly. so you can look forward to that we'll be back to swirl our wine look at the art call it provocative and then scream about a man's titties uh, on that note i have been Allie. i've been ann and i've been leah this is tunnel talk our theme is by chris corkin you can find us on twitter and tumblr at tunnel talk pod via email at tunneltalkpod at gmail.com. Please rate, review, and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find us on the Social Suplex Network feed, where you can check out some of the other great podcasts on the network and on the Social Suplex Network Discord. Uh, And as always, please come back next week.